Welcome to episode 25 of A Fighting Chance. I'm Jared. Got Salvador here as always. And uh, this is very exciting. We got uh, Trevin Giles. Thank you so much for being here. This is awesome to meet you. Thanks for having me. Same. Yeah, how's your day going? <clears throat> Pretty good, man. I actually just got done doing a little yard work before I uh, came up here to, to interview with you guys. Is it a nice day out? Yeah, it's pretty nice over here, man. It's been uh, it's been pretty cold this past week here in Houston. The weather is like hit or miss like all the time. So we're trying to get more uh, warm weather out here. So whenever we have some warm weather, I like to be outside. So it's yeah, it's pretty nice out. Yeah, my uh, I'm in Florida and the weather is beautiful today too. My my wife was raking some leaves right before I started this podcast, so. She she got about six bags of leaves. I was very impressed with her. <laughs> she uh, but she took it. She did a, she she did a yoga class this morning, and then afterwards decided to rake some leaves because it was a beautiful day. So, <laughs> shout out to her because I was I was doing a Twitch music stream because I, I play music, <laughs> and then I came and did this podcast. So I was I felt I felt very uh, lazy and uh, out of nature. And she was just like, oh, I did yoga and raked leaves. So I was very impressed. But um. And sounds like you were on the same page as her, getting that uh, getting that sunlight in, and which is always a good way to start your, or, or to, to spend a Sunday. Absolutely, most definitely. But, but um, dude, Sal just told me I was okay. So every time we have a fighter on, it's it's really exciting. Um, we're huge UFC fans and just huge fight fans in general. But um, every time we we get somebody new on, you just become such a super fan of that person. And I've been I've been a fan of yours uh, for for the last few years. Just you know, since I've been a, a fan basically since uh, COVID and the pandemic started, and that's when I got really into the UFC. And you were like you know on some of the big big cards coming back to uh, you know the live events. And today, like I was you know just going through even some of your old fights and like, you know, I had no idea you fought Brendan Allen and I was just literally right before we started just, you know, checking that fight out. And I, I never watched even a fight from that organization, but it was, it's one of the cool things about it was hearing, you know, the actual score in between rounds. I was like, Oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, they're like, Oh, 10, nine. And I'm like, oh, I, I like hearing that. But, um, that was first of all, just an amazing fight. Like for, as far as, you know, the adversity from the first little, like, two minutes uh, and then turning that all around. It was like Bre Brennan was just going for submission after submission and just getting himself into a world of trouble, it sounded like. And um, it was uh, it was it was really cool. It was it was it was it seemed like I don't I don't think many people would have known without, you know, pulling that up that you you fought Brennan Allen because everybody. I don't know. It, it, everybody likes you. Everybody likes Brennan Allen. Every, but people don't know like the background of who people fought before um, before the UFC. So right. it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely one of the uh, one of my favorite fights. And you know, that's he's a good guy too. You know, uh, both in for and sure. Out of uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it was definitely one of the one of my uh, most fun fights. And uh, I think he, I, I believe he was the first person to give me some some trouble like that. So it was it was good. It was a great experience. Yeah, it was cool. You were both undefeated going into it. I think you were four and zero. He was two and zero. And um, it's uh, have you? Do you prefer being at one eighty five or now that you're uh, one seventy in the UFC? Like, is that what you're fighting in in San Antonio at one seventy? Yes, uh, I don't. I, actually, I don't know which one I prefer. Um, I feel like I haven't been at uh, welterweight um, 
long enough really to give a good comparison. I've only had a couple of fights. I feel like I'm still kind of getting into the into the weight. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But 185, I, I mean, I've had really, really exciting fights at 185. Um, also fought at 205, uh, which oh, I wow. don't belong there, but I've had my fastest finishes at 205. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Out of 185 and, and 170, we'll, we'll see. Right now, I'm kind of I'm getting comfortable at 170. I feel like I look better. I feel better. I feel faster and more athletic. Uh, I just got to kind of put it all together. Do you have to be pretty uh, d disciplined uh, year round to get to 170, or to stay around like that comfortable weight to be to make the cut easier? No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, just because uh, even when I was at 185, I mean. I wasn't always that far away, and I'm a small 185er, um, or one of the smaller 185ers. But um, no, it's not. It's not an all year round thing. I get to enjoy myself and and kind of let go after fights and celebrate and stuff. But I just have to make sure I manage uh, my time wisely when it comes to uh, getting fights and stuff, right? Especially if I if I feel like I may get something short notice, um, I'll make sure that year round I'm I'm taking care of it, you know. But uh, if not, and we don't really have anything lined up, then I'll, I get a, I get a chance to relax and enjoy myself. You got some good food around you, and uh, you're in San Antonio right now, or I'm in oh, Houston, Houston right now. Yeah, I, I live in Houston. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good food in Texas. Any everywhere in Texas has great food. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> got a little bit of everything. It's the best. I uh I went to a friend's bachelor party in Austin and they had uh Franklin's barbecue like basically ready like waiting for us when we got there and it was just like every meat you would ever want and it was just the whole weekend all we ate was Franklin's <laughs> and that place is that place is amazing. Yeah, I, you know I'm actually I'm, I'm not sure if I had Franklin's. Uh I've had uh would you say Austin? Yeah, it was in Austin. Jerry Blacks out there. It was pretty good. Yeah, I've been to a few places, and you really just can't go wrong. It's, I mean, there's the popularity contest of like every, you know, three hour lines outside of places. And right. yeah. It's just, I, it's like, who can smoke better meat? I don't care as long as it's <laughs> smoked meat. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> but um, you've got a pretty cool story, man. Like, I mean, just hearing about your background, being a, a police officer, and now, now you're just a full time fighter is. It's uh, I mean, even like I said, when I started watching fights, you know, hearing the, the right before the fights happened, the little interviews, like you get really very drawn into your story because I mean, it's just it's a different kind of thing. And I'm sure um, I, I don't know, like I, I think about I, I was like when I was growing up, like you'd see police officers and you'd be like, how many of these guys could really kick ass like if they needed to? And it wasn't always like in my my mind I was like you would hope all of them would be able to but I never really got, I never got that impression but it, well, like I don't know did you ever train with a lot of uh like people uh on the force with you Um I trained with a couple of them uh for the most part um so our police academy is around 6 months you know uh before uh 6 months of training before you get out and and you become like a probationary police officer and you pretty much got to follow, you know, another police officer around, like a senior police officer around to figure out what you're doing. Um, <clears throat> but uh, within those six months, uh, before those six months, these are just regular people, you know, um, right. they're, right. you know, they either work at like an academy or Walmart or just wherever they got regular jobs and they're just trying to make it, you know, 
Um, then yeah. they apply to the police academy, get into the police academy. And then within those six months, there are so many things you have to learn. Uh, martial arts and, you know, boxing and all that other stuff doesn't really, you know, ask anybody who's trained six months isn't, isn't sufficient, right? When it comes to uh, really learning uh, to take care of yourself, right? Especially when you got sure. uh, tons of other things you have to learn, like laws and, and, and everything else, right? Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, for the most part, uh, no, th there's not there's not a big, uh, most police officers are smart enough to work as a group more than as an individual. Uh, for sure. And I think that's where the, the power comes in. But if you're like one-on-one, -on -one, um, I don't think that that's a, it's, it's not in a favor for a police officer physically, uh, because there's, there's minimal training. There's enough, there's enough. Some may get by, you know, uh, but it'll be like just, you know, your chances of winning a fight against, uh, somebody in the street, you don't know what their background is. Right. So whatever they did before the police academy, uh, more than likely will have them, uh, will either give them the edge or, or, or you. And were, um, were you fighting before the academy? Before the academy, yes. So I actually did um, a lot. Uh, uh, so actually, my amateur career started when I was in in college. Uh, <clears throat> I ended up graduating college, having more fights. Um, I, I ended up having before I got to the UFC. I believe I had ten fights, nine or ten fights, pro fights already. Um, and then once oh, wow. I got into the UFC, um, I had two more fights so I had, where I had some nice knockouts. And then I went on a break to become a police officer because it was a goal of mine to be able to do both because they were both careers that I liked. Uh, so yeah. I decided that I could do both and I started doing both. So by that time I had, I had about 12, 11 or 12 fights before I actually became a police officer. Was fighting your first, uh, was that your first sport or were you playing sports growing up in, as a, as a kid? Like what was, uh, what's your background there? Uh, football, football. Um, I nice. grew up playing football, uh, in high school, tried to play some in college. Uh, didn't really work out, uh, in, uh, uh, as far as being able to get to the tryouts, uh, in college. So I ended up missing, uh, tryouts and decided that I wanted to stay in shape, uh, to spring came back around and, uh, and I ended up uh, training in martial arts, and I just I stopped football and kept training. Were Were you aware of MMA prior to that? Like, did you watch, or it was just kind of you started training? Uh, no, not really. I didn't really watch it. Um, I mean, every now and then I, I would I would see it a little bit. You know, I wasn't like a fan or anything, or you know, sitting around really watching fights. But <clears throat> I mean it's kind of hard to just miss it because it's it kind of you know hits the internet and you know you just you kind of right. see, see knockouts and stuff happening and then you realize i mean if you look at it you know it's these are obviously uh really good athletes right to be able to fight for one five minute round is is a lot to be fighting <laughs> for five minutes right i mean but to do three of them or five of them is you got to be in good shape so you know that's that's kind of what drew me in, like just to 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 start to stay in shape in order to get back into football. I wanted to have something different than everybody else, something that would make me stand out. Uh, so that's initially why um, I ended up joining or uh, training mixed martial arts just to be in shape. So yeah, I saw it and I, and I realized that uh, we're some of the best athletes. So that, that meant and are you push? 
are you a fan now or because like we've asked uh we've had a couple guys on that aren't really fans they just enjoy fighting or they do it for the money are you someone who enjoys the sport um i enjoy i enjoy watching it when they're big events uh but i'm not i'm not a huge fan of it um as far as uh i mean you could you could ask me about so many fighters and i would know like probably like 20 percent of the fighters in the ufc if that right like i don't there's so many there's so many yeah <laughs> there are a lot of them there are a lot and there are new ones coming yeah. in you know so my man my yeah. coach was all like freaking college wrestlers and stuff that you know like stuff that i feel like most people just wouldn't know it's like he just sits down and watches any form of martial arts all the time and he just knows what's going on you know so i don't yeah. know almost anybody in ufc but the really big guys that everybody knows you know so and then some of the guys that did I you uh, did you watch UFC? Sorry, I was going to ask you if you watched UFC two eighty four in Australia. I did watch that. That was a, that was a nice card. It really was. It, it's so because even if you like, you know, you think about like the Brazil card, and you think about the one in Perth that just happened, and then France, like all these ones where they're going to places where they don't get these uh, these cards often. It's it just feels so good. Like it feels so good with the crowd energy. Like I mean, the London cards have been crazy. The energy, the last two, the last two London cards. Yeah. But um, yeah. I I live in Orlando, and I went to the UFC that happened in Orlando in December, and it was truly embarrassing being a part of the crowd because it's like everybody. It's like almost like a just a an excuse to go on a date. It's like oh, let's just go to the UFC, and they're not like these. I don't know. It's just a disrespectful crowd. Like when there's yeah. grappling going on, you start to hear like, I don't know. People were Trevin, People were doing the wave instead of paying attention to what's going on. They started a wave around the arena. I was like, what is going on? Oh. It's uh, I know it made me very, very embarrassed, but um, the Perth card was there. They were fun and they were super respectful also. Like even, even throughout, like when they were like booing Islam, like I just, I felt like they were more doing it in like, a fun spirit than like uh like the crowd in brazil like where i felt like they i mean they didn't even show glover respect in brazil it really bummed me out yeah that's kind of crazy but uh yeah I, I definitely get the uh the enjoyment or or kind of like the disgust of being in certain uh certain places when you're watching fights i was here i was here in houston um watching went to my first fight as uh, uh my first ufc fight as as i guess a fan or somebody just there to watch. Yeah. And um, I heard this guy behind me, and it, it almost pissed me off, right? I almost turned around and said something to him, but there's a guy that was, uh, I forget who it was, but he yelled out, pussy, right? Like, and it was just like talking about the guy, right? And I'm just like, dude, I was like, if everybody was just quiet when you said that and he looked at you, piss on yourself, right? Like, he, and you're, you're just, <laughs> right? So to me, it's it just, and it's a strange thing. And he was doing nothing to be called that, right? The guy was in there competing. Yeah. You know? Um Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't really like disrespect um when it when it comes to that sport because it's it's such a brave thing to do, you know, just to get in there and and uh, risk being humiliated, right? You know, risk getting knocked out and, and stuff in front of people, in front of your family, right? I mean, most people don't have people watching them do their regular nine to fives when they're not risking anything. Absolutely. Um, exactly. You just step in there and, and risk getting knocked out or something bad happening to your health, you know. So <laughs> I don't know. I feel like people should respect fighters more. A hundred percent. I was in a a touring band and we used to tour a lot over in the UK. 
and uh, we went to a WWE event once. I think that I think those are the letters. It might be WWF. I'm not sure anymore. But uh, a wrestling event, and we were in the UK fans over there. Like they they are. I mean, we're Americans, so it was like we had no respect for anything. So and they're like <laughs> sitting there in silence, like all these UK fans. In my sing, uh, oh, and Kane, the the uh, the wrestler. Like yeah. I mean, I remember Kane when I was a child was yeah. wrestling in this event, and my singer just stands up and goes, "Shit on his face, Kane!" <laughs> and it was like literally, yeah, like it was the funniest thing ever because all of these other UK, all these UK fans are just sitting around now, just staring at my singer, <laughs> like, just like um. Oh, what are these guys doing here? <laughs> but definitely a different energy. Like the the UK crowd for wrestling is like tame compared to the way they are at uh, MMA events, at UFC events uh, specifically. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know it's it's pretty dope. Whenever you go places that don't usually have a certain event, uh, because yeah. I feel like the appreciation for, the appreciation for it becomes like a becomes a big deal. I was in where is it? Uh, Fresno, California, that apparently there's not really, I wasn't really familiar with it, but there's not much going on over there. Uh, yeah. But then it was my second UFC fight. I fought Antonio Braganetto and he, um, we were there and, and the the crowd was showing everybody love. It was, and it was packed in there, right? It's, it's like that event came and everybody was just like, oh shit, we don't usually get events like this. So let's all go. And they were all like wild, right? And they're like super happy everybody was there. And I didn't see anybody get disrespected or anything, so that was that was dope to see. So I, I kind of like places where um, when we have cards, places we don't usually have them. Well, this card yeah. coming up, I don't. They haven't been to San Antonio in a little bit. It should probably mm-hmm. be uh, pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. If you base it off of what happened in Austin uh, last year. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good card too. Like I, I didn't know that they uh, changed the the Cheeto and Sanhagen fight to uh, out of the Apex because I was really bummed out when they when I found out that, found out that that was going to be in Vegas at the Apex, and then to hear that they uh, they changed it and you're on the card. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that fight now. <laughs> it's there, be a great card. Cancelled off of um, one of the cards that just happened, right? Uh, I. Maybe I, I, I it might have been this one that just happened with I think uh, so. Aaron. I think it was this weekend, and then they moved it to March. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about that. That's that's good. That's good. It makes the card so much, so much better. That's a tough fight, though. Like that that main event for me. I love both those guys so much. As I've I've been a Sanhagen fan for a while, mm-hmm. and I and I think Cheeto can be the champion. I I think they both could be, but. I'm really uh, been pulling for uh, uh, Cheetah for a long time, so yeah, yeah, it should be great. Um, how how much do you know about your opponent? Have you been studying tape? Like, what do you what do you do to get prepared? Yeah, yeah, study tape. Uh, I don't I don't know a whole lot about him, you know, other than than you know studying tape and stuff. Um, a lot of people always ask like, what gym guys are out of? I'd never know that. I don't even know why that matters sometimes. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's like, I mean, just because you train at a gym doesn't mean you're going to do um, anything specific to, to what the gym does, right? I mean, more than likely you're going to do what you do in fights, right, that you have. You yeah. know, so, um, but, yeah, I, I know the guys, he's he's comfortable striking, and I feel like he really loves uh, getting it to the ground, too. He's well-rounded. He's a, he's a good fighter. Um, I think it'll be exciting to fight, to fight him. So I think it'll be good. It'll be a good match. Um, do you still 
Do you still feel like you have the best jab in the UFC? Because I, I love that quote when you say that. Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely do feel. And you know what? And I said that. I said that once. And then uh, somebody else said it after I said it. And I was just, who was that? <laughs> I, I've heard Rob Font say it, Rob I think. Font, yeah. That's who it was. It was Font. Nice. So, nice. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, that uh, Jack Della Maddalena has got a pretty good uh, jab at this point too. Yeah, there are guys that have, and you know what? I, I, honestly, I don't know if it's it's necessarily uh, the fact that I have the most, uh, as far as my jab, like the quality of my jab is is the absolute best. Uh, somebody uh -huh. else could possess a better jab, it's possible, right? But I don't feel like people utilize it like I do. Like to me, it's 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 an actual weapon, right? Like to other guys, it's like a they kind of probe it, right? Like I, yeah, I will try to drop you with the jab, you know. And other guys will, you know, they mm -hmm. just kind of poke it out there, you know. So I just think I use mine different. How did you develop that too? Because I, you kind of keep like it's a it's a different guard from from other fighters. Is it like someone that you watched maybe specifically, or just how they taught you? You mean you said my guard? No, or well, well, your jab. I'm just saying, kind of like how you hold your guard and how you're throwing out your jab is. Uh, it looks a lot different than than other guys. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a little bit of, I don't know. I, I think that um, for me, it was just the guys that I train with. Um, I, I mean, the reason why I even have such an emphasis on my jab is just because when I first started, I had a great boxing coach named uh, Robert Jimenez. Um, he was a really good coach, one of those like really old school and, and, and hard on your coaches um, that stressed having a jab. Uh, <clears throat> when, when, you know, when you first start, I mean, my left arm wasn't wasn't really didn't have a whole lot of dexterity when I first started mixed martial arts and stuff, you know, so my punching wasn't great. I just had a hard right hand. Um, so mm -hmm. then he, he got me working on my left and he was just like, hey, man, you need to just get reps with your jab. You need to use a jab, use a jab, use a jab. So then. Um, I got to the point where after training, I would just uh, pop the jab on the bag, like just get a bunch of numbers in. And that's all I would do, just jab, 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 jab. And then when I got to sparring, I worked everything else around my jab and it kind of formed the fighter that I am. Uh, my guard was really just, um, I think that's what, uh, I think my guard, like the way I hold my hands is a product of, of being able to make my jab land. Because when you just have two hands up, and a lot of people don't understand that. They're always like, hey, put your hands up, put your hands up, right? It's like, it's easy to say, right? Yeah. Uh, but For, right. when your hands are down, uh, there are different angles that happen, right? So you can, I like going in between both of them, right? Because you can find different angles. I mean, when, you're, when my guard is up, I might hit some people with the jab, and then others that, you know, they're used to seeing that, you know, so they can defend it pretty good, right? So then my guard goes down a little bit, lower my hands a little bit. Maybe they'll throw a punch just because they feel like I'm open, um, and then you know you get you get stuck with the jab, you know. And it came from a different angle that you're not you're not used to seeing. So I think it's just me adjusting and 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 uh, finding a way to land it on different people is the reason why I hold my hands the way I do. Yeah, and it's usually like a boxing thing. Like you see, DP kind of holds his hands lower too, and mm -hmm. he'll come up on some stuff. And it's it's, it's, it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. it's easier to move your feet that way. I mean. Having anybody kind of glue their hands to their head and then try to be athletic with their with their feet is just not a thing, right? You're not gonna move well. So I think yeah. that it also helps you like counterbalance and stuff when you're when you're moving around. 
Do you I feel like you're, sorry, sorry? Go for it. No, you go uh, for it. You said that you, you know you're saying that you're smaller at two or five. You're smaller at middleweight. Do you feel like you're a bigger welterweight considering there are some pretty uh, pretty big guys at one seventy? I feel like I'm average at welterweight. I, I think I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a decent size for welterweight. I'm not I'm not I might big be big for some of the weight class. Um, uh, and I might be a little bit smaller for for others, but. I mean, from like 185 and up, it's almost like 6'4 is almost a standard, it seems like, right? Like these guys are like, <laughs> yeah. right? The shorter guys are kind of like 6'1 or 6'2, right? And then, and, you know, every now and then you got those guys that are like uh, exceptions, you know, get, you know, exceptionally smaller guy or shorter guy, right? That'll happen, you know? But for the most part, it's like 6'2 and up, right, is, is, is the height, you know? Uh, then you get to 170 and then you get guys that are like 6 feet, you know, maybe five foot something, you know? So uh, I think if, if anything, I'll finally be a little bit taller than some guys. Uh, but I'm usually, I'm usually the shorter guy at 185 or, or 205. How tall are you? Six feet even. Nice. Yeah, see, that's, that's perfect for 170. But yeah. you're, you're totally right. The 185ers, like the, the, at the top of the division, they're – you know, very tall. <laughs> very yeah, tall guys. Are. And some of them are some of them are freaking huge, right? Before the UFC, I fought uh, yeah. Brian Spann at 185. How did he make? One yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Even then, when I looked at him, I was like, you know, we're going to weigh-ins. I looked at him; he's kind of walking around. Uh, we're we fought in the Golden Nugget <laughs> in uh, in Louisiana, and I'm I'm looking at him. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have extra money in my my purse, right? This guy's too big. Right? He's not gonna make weight. Yeah, uh, we'll fight and I'll get some of his money. And then um, he made weight, right? <laughs> I mean, guy had bigger arms than me, bigger legs, and he was like four or five inches taller than me. You know, it's that's ridiculous. And they can they can make it. You know, so I think one seventy is a a good move because I mean it's weight classes are getting bigger and bigger. I mean, that's I think I saw a yeah. light that was like six three or something like that, right? Like I don't know. Yeah, Jalen uh, Jalen Turner. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's ridiculous, man. It, it, the sport's just getting taller and taller, man. So I hope one day we get uh, to the point where we're not cutting weight anymore. Like no more weight cutting, just everybody walking around at their true weight. I think that's the healthiest the sport will be. be so, yeah, because – sorry. No, I was just going to say because nobody really knows even like the, the protocols and like certain commissions have different ones. Like what's going on with the, the IV and Perth. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean people are doing crazy things to cut weight and then – if you read what's actually allowed in Perth, you're not allowed a sweatsuit. You're not allowed saunas. And so it's like, did everybody on that card cheat, like, by the commission standards? It's really interesting. And First, then they say uh, IV if you – yeah. Because then there's other places where it's, like, under 100 milliliters, I think, is, like, still allowed. And nobody really even yeah. knows that. I was re- I was checking into it. I was like, okay, this is – it's just there's so much gray area. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, if that's if that's the the uh, if that was really the you know the standard for for the commission out there, that's yes, every one hundred percent everybody cheated, right? I mean, right, I don't even exactly. Know why yeah, that. I mean, that's what we do. We use saunas, right? We we you know you, we manipulate the water in our bodies and stuff. That's that's what we do. I mean, you can't what? expect everybody to go out there and run twenty miles to. <laughs> <laughs> you know all this weight right yeah. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah so yeah. what do you think of like one championship where um there'll be like 135 is your your 135 and there's no like that's your weight they'll test you after i think um 
after you fight, you have to be the same weight or something like that. Like do you, they they make sure that you're not cutting any weight. Do you, I, I think you kind of like that format or? Well, to me, I would enjoy. To me, I think the best thing would be same day weigh-ins. I think that'll that'll really make so like wrestling. Yeah, right. Because, um, and I think after the weigh-ins, maybe the fight, maybe like two hours later or something like that, or three hours later, something like that. Something that's that's somewhat close to the fight because then now, and, and it's an incentive for guys not to do that big cutting, right? Because if they do it, more than likely they're getting yeah. knocked out, right? Some that water is not <laughs> able to, to sit back in you like it needs to. You're not going to get back hydrated, right? Like, um, and you're not going to get your 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 nutrition and stuff in like you should, you know? So I think if there were same day weigh-ins, people wouldn't cut like that. And, and you would see everybody go up a weight class. I love the clip of Robert Whitaker talking about Alex Pereira. It's so, so funny. He's like, how does he cut down to 185? He's like, he goes, I, I know how big Izzy is. And yeah. literally, it looks like a guy, he goes, he has bigger hands, bigger everything. He goes, I don't understand how he's cutting that weight. Yeah, and he was he was freaking huge if you look at them, right? Like, that, he... They didn't look like they belonged in the same weight class, you know. Uh, same thing with like Costa. <laughs> like, how the hell does he make that weight? Right? I mean, <laughs> he's I like walking around. He's training at two forty. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I ran into I ran into Usman one time. Uh, I forget who I was who I was fighting, but I saw I saw um, Usman, and I, I was at one eighty five at this point, and I looked at him, and he came up to me and he asked me something, and then um, I, I looked at him I'm like, shit, this guy's like. My height, right? I'm over six feet, and he's like, like muscle, right? I'm not built like Usman, right? And and I was just like, what the fuck, right? Like, and at the time, I was still cutting weight at 185. I never just not cut weight, so I was cutting weight at 185, and and I just looked at him. And I was like, shit, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, he's got to be what I weigh at least, you know, uh, built the way yeah. he is, and and he still makes it down there. I don't know. With some of them, it's like magic. <laughs> Yeah, I was watching um, last night, uh, William Knight. I don't, 205 makes no sense for how big he is. Because it, it looks like a bodybuilder. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Crazy. But with some of those guys, I mean, they, they say that you hold on to more water, uh, the more muscle mass you got. So maybe that's the thing. Um, I mean, I get it with some of the wrestlers, you know, because, you know, that's a lifestyle. <laughs> wrestlers, right? They, they cut weight. That's what they do, you know. Um, yeah. So I get that. They kind of perfect it, you know, so. Uh, but with some of the guys that aren't, they don't come from real wrestling backgrounds and stuff, and they're like built like Knight and stuff. I, I don't understand that. I don't know how they make weight. There's a clip of uh, William Knight, like the title of the video said, like in his training camp, he was benching like 460 pounds or something. <laughs> I was just like, okay, <laughs> like what are we talking about? Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Most people can't squat that. <laughs> <laughs> no, there and he's doing like, that in camp too, like. Yeah, oh, there was like a a navy a navy seal book one time that was like yeah every navy seal can bench over four hundred and five pounds and I was like that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt that. That's, that's a lot of weight to be pushing. No, it's it's yeah. I think it's like one of those things that if they just say it enough, like everybody else will just start to believe it and be like, oh, that navy seal is so strong. <laughs> right? Yeah. If you hear but, you hear it on the video, then it's it's a fact now, right? Yeah, it seems like you can make everything a fact these days. Yeah, yeah, it's not hard. <laughs> so, um, what do you like? Go, go for it, Sal. No, uh, you go for it, man. No, you I'm go just for gonna, it. If I'm not wrong, this is your uh, is your second camp not being a police officer, right? Yes. Yep. 
So how's it? Is it like, are you settling into it? Do you prefer it? Because we've seen guys kind of uh, like first example comes to mind is Stipe. I know he wasn't a uh, police fighter, but he was a fireman mm-hmm. and he has balanced that. How was like, how do you feel uh, without that in your life? Well, it's just it's easier in some aspects, right? Because uh, number one, I get to train more, get more hours. You know, um, I was surprised that I got away with it so long. You know, being a police officer and also uh, and also fighting, right? Because a lot of these guys are are in it full time. You know, and I was still out there yeah. dealing with everybody else's drama. You know, and then you know trying to just train in the mornings. I was training one time a day. You know, um, didn't have a whole bunch of time for strength and conditioning. You know, and I, I still and I still went out on streaks and stuff at 185 and and and, bought, and beat some pretty yeah. good people. So um, I was just blessed to be able to do that. But now I get I get more time with my family, uh, be able to see my little boys. You know, grow and do stuff, and I'm not missing so many milestones and stuff. Uh, be able to spend time with my wife. Um, I also get you know obviously more training time, uh, and I kind of just go in when I want. You know, so uh, and I'm able to get more running and strength and conditioning and stuff. So feels good. And also recovery. You know, um, a lot of times I'm in the go train, be banged up and sore and stuff and then got to go to work. Right. You know, um, so now I don't I don't really have to worry about that. And I I get a lot more time to do the things I need to do. So, yeah, right now it's it's way better not being a police officer. The only the only thing that I would say was uh, better as a police officer was me keeping busy and not being able to eat whenever I want to. <laughs> so that comes <laughs> out, right? Because <laughs> yeah, if I yeah. get bored over here, I'll start eating. <laughs> uh, well, you kind of alert to it when you, you mentioned drama, but does mentally, is there kind of like a, a break? Because I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of stress that comes with being a police officer. Especially these last few years, yeah. I can imagine. Well, I mean, you know, the most stressful thing about it to me uh was really if you get like a late call or something uh, because mm-hmm. then there's just you know that you're forced to work overtime and i mean for instance a dwi um at you know when you're getting ready to get off so i would get off at around 10. um you get a dwi dwi at like 9 45 dwis take about four hours right like so it's you're you're working now right like and then not yeah. only that i mean they could take longer depending on who you're dealing with, right? If the, if the person's drunk and they're just acting crazy and stuff, right? There's just so many things you got to do, all right? So that that was the... But other than that, I mean, being a police officer wasn't that stressful really for me. Um, it's, it's not what a lot of people think, right? I mean, you see the news and stuff. And you see the worst parts of being a police officer, you know? Um, it's not like a gunfight every day. It's not like crazy drama every day sometimes it's just hey i'm showing up to work and i'm doing a couple of reports on a burglary of a a vehicle or something or somebody there's a trespasser here or right it's not always a big deal or some big stressful thing right that's just every now and then so it it wasn't that bad i i could be totally wrong but being a police officer in houston i still feel like there would be like a decent amount of respect still for the police officer than versus like a place like Seattle and like Portland. And like, there's like a lot of places today where it's just taken the whole, uh, I mean, police officers don't even like, they can't even do anything. They can't even do their job anymore because of lack of support. And it's, it's just gotten crazy out there. So I can, I, I, I just in my, in my mind, I believe that Houston would still have respect for their police officers. I would, I would hope. 
Yeah, it's it's not that bad out here, man. I mean, and, and I don't know about other places because you know I haven't had the uh, the opportunity to to be a police officer anywhere else. But yeah, here in Houston, man. I mean, if you just as a police officer, if you just treat people like people, then you're good. Right. right? Just like I'm talking to you guys, right? Like when I was a police officer, I, <laughs> and if I'm talking to somebody, I'm talking to them like I'm talking to you, right? If you got pulled over, I'm talking to you like this instead of you're not lesser than me because you ran a freaking light. Right. Or or even even if you could you commit some kind of crime. Right. I mean, we've all done the dumb stuff in our lives and stuff. Right. You didn't you didn't you don't become a bad person because you smoke weed or because you, you did whatever you did. I mean, some of the guys are, you know, but for the most part, it's not bad people or people that broke rules. Right. right? I mean, they didn't follow the rules and it's my job to get you. You don't follow the rules. Right. So that mean I got disrespect you. So like, as long as you don't disrespect people and you treat them right, talk to them like human beings, most, for the most part, they'll respect you. And that's how you gain the, the community. Respect. Absolutely. Yeah. I do dumb stuff every day, so I understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, that it's, it's very true. The kindness is the number one rule. And, and I think everybody out here on, on earth is just that, you know, basically has pretty similar goals and and i think most people are generally very good mm-hmm. if they're given a fair shot at least yeah man well trevin uh i don't want to hold you too long mm-hmm. so uh i appreciate you coming on today and giving us yeah, some man, time it's been a lot of fun thank you i really appreciate it no yeah problem. good luck in san antonio appreciate that yeah man looking we'll be rooting for you for sure yeah we're yeah. really looking forward to it you gotta get us a win because we have a we have like a bad streak on here with with guys coming on. <laughs> We're not the bad luck though. We promise. No. Oh, okay. No, I'm not worried about it, man. I'm gonna go out there and do my thing regardless. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> All right, man. We'll take care and um, we'll keep in touch for sure. We really appreciate you coming on. All right. Yeah. Anytime, guys. Awesome. Thanks, Trevin. All right. Yeah. I'm doing. You too. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah! Whoa! Great episode. Great episode. Great guy. guy. Yeah, he's awesome. That's the first, right? First former cop we've had on the show. Yeah, definitely a first. But very different insight on some stuff. I think he had a Um, good time. Yeah, seemed like it. Because that's what we do here. I mean, (laughs) who doesn't? No, but he was very, very insightful. Yeah. For sure. I just didn't want to hold him too long. You know, it's Sunday. Uh, I'm sure it's like, you just want to hang out with your family. <laughs> um, you want to talk about this fight that we just had on Saturday real quick? Because, uh, dude, okay. It's pretty I'll, big. I'll, I'll take over. Do it. Go. Uh, for about a year now, you've been telling me that Aaron Blanchfield is nothing. And I've been telling you <laughs> that Aaron Blanchfield is going to take over this division one mm. woman at a time. Yeah. And you've just been going, nah, man. Uh, 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 She's buttons. Uh, <laughs> at least Reed will beat her. You've been saying all <laughs> these things. Um, and uh, I was right once again. And yeah. I don't know. I just feel like you owe Aaron Blanchfield a major apology. Um, uh, <laughs> I feel scared now. I feel like she would just submit me or something. This is not true. This is not true. Please let me clear the air. Go for I've it. I've been a Try. fan. I've been a fan. No, she looks really good. 
No, but uh, I've been a bigger fan though. That's that's all I'm oh, saying. True, Just true, give true. me give me that. Just give yeah, me that. You got that one. You got that one. There's very few times where I feel like I'm like I'm right. And this is one of the times where I really just feel right. So what do you think her ceiling is? Do you think she's like... Champion. I've been saying it for a year and a half. Well, past champion. I'm saying it's just like, <laughs> she's just going to nope. get the belt or is this a dominant... Cha- is it that dominant you think champion. she's that kind of talent? Yeah, I do. She's only 23. Yeah. She's only going to get better. I mean, her striking looked phenomenal. Like, I didn't... I okay. had her winning, but I didn't think that she would be able to hang with Jessica on the feet like that. And she did more than hang. I I think she completely outclassed her on the feet. She is one of the most calculated people when it comes to even like talking in an interview. She just mm-hmm. seems strict business until she gets the job done and then she's pumped. Yeah. <laughs> Every time she gets like super excited. It's it's, yeah. it's cool to see. It's adorable. Uh yeah, good car. William Knight. I don't know what the hell happened there. Uh, he, was, uh, he he ruined my parlay. That's what he did. <laughs> that's one of the weirdest fights I've ever seen. It was I, just. I also I had it to go under two and a half rounds. I don't know how that lasted. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I, I, I I really don't. At a certain point, he was literally leaning on the cage with like his leg up, like he couldn't stand on it. <laughs> just it's a lot it of then. weight to be putting on his leg. Yeah, yeah just call I it mean, then. Shout out! Shout out to uh, Pracnio. Good game plan. Um, is it true that you have Conor McGregor news? Well, not news, but something happened with Conor that we haven't talked about. Uh, and I think it's pretty wild. I don't know if it's 100% true, but uh, a couple guys like Chris Curtis and all them have come out saying that Conor, uh, they started filming The Ultimate Fighter, and the first day he kicked out all 31 contestants off the show <laughs> and brought in his own people. Is Could what this be true, though? It's been confirmed by a bunch of fighters. There's Wait, obviously he, he, always, like, the, you know. They're saying he had 31 people ready to go to be on the show? I guess so. <laughs> okay. That's Gilbert okay. Burns also confirmed it. Um, That these people who were ready to go and be on the show have just been sent home? Yeah. And, and now there's on. actually like managers coming out and saying names. Uh, Kent Cross, Mitch Ramirez, Brandon Jenkins all pulled off the show to make room. For uh, McGregor's so people. It could be that the every single person got kicked off is fabricated, but there is reports that like guys got kicked in order to bring in Connors um people, which I think is kinda kinda crappy. Uh, if if it's one or two or if it's all thirty, I, you know these guys expected to be on the show and have a chance to make it, and uh, they don't even get a chance. Uh Connor, come on, man. <laughs> That's it. We can end now. That's. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in for a fight. <laughs> Make sure to like, subscribe, (laughs) hit the follow button, and uh, (laughs) we'll see you next week. Peace.